Welcome to The Overanalysis, an episode-by-episode -episode discussion of the Netflix series The OA. I'm Talia Ripley. And I'm Ethan Crane. For a few years we've been trying to replace the hole left by the fantastic Breaking Bad, We're hoping the OA is a candidate. In this podcast we will discuss um, each episode just after watching, so we've got no idea where the plot's going, so no spoilers for future episodes. Um, we've just watched and discussed episode two, The New Colossus. Um, and in this podcast, you're going to hear us discussing the poignancy of Emma Lazarus's poem, psychiatric prescribing practices in the mid-1990s, and whether the future evil plans of our new apparent baddie are going to involve recreating old Kiefer Sutherland movies. So, after the sort of rather mind-blowing experience of episode one, uh, how how did that feel for you with the, the beginning of episode two? It felt... Okay. <laughs> okay, just okay. Just okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, I was, I was. I, I, I realise I don't want lots of answers, things to be answered immediately. Yeah. Some things were answered in a not very interesting, well, not, okay, I mean, I'm sure we, we maybe we'll go through things a little bit more in detail. So yeah. there's some things I thought, oh, right, it's a bit like, oh, Well, some of thing. the explanations for the questions that have been set up. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Um, Give me an example of which sort of ones. Well, just, all what? I was thinking about was her disappearance, the fact that she just... The way she disappeared, she, she just basically yeah. just walked out. Yeah. So maybe we'll talk about that in a bit. Yes. In a bit. But okay. That, yeah. I, I mean, I, I must say I kind of, I was thinking as I was watching, I was thinking, thinking, oh, we're actually like 20 minutes in, and this is actually like, a fairly normal, we've got some fairly normal drama conventions going on, haven't we? And, and compared to the absolutely kind of like question after question in the first episode, I was thinking, oh, maybe they've kind of like piled it all into the first episode and actually it's going to calm down a bit mm. and maybe a bit too much, but it's more than that. But then I was thinking, actually, you can't go on just like yeah, having yeah, question after question. Yeah. Series, I think that's yeah. fine. Yeah. I think that's fine, but maybe yeah. it's obviously it, it had such amazing. Uh, ideas in the first one I think this was possibly this doomed to be a little bit disappointing compared to the first I, one. I have to say though I, I wouldn't actually call it disappointing because by the end of the episode there were already enough interesting other questions um, legged up um, with the appearance of Hap and, and what happened to her when she disappeared yes, to, and, to make it in, interesting again so I, I just think we yeah maybe maybe our expectations were set a bit too high with the the massive number of questions in the first episode I mean I don't think you could keep up that intensity, could you? Mm. For it? I mean, it would probably be a bit, bit too yeah. much yeah. to keep up that intensity, yeah. 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 wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. So I, my mind kind of flipped between those two ideas whilst I was so watching. So still, it. still liking it. In a I'm kind still, of, I'm, I'm really liking it. As yeah. uh, as the whole point of this is like, is this as good as Breaking Bad? Is it, yeah. it in your Breaking Badometer? My Breaking Bad anometer. So has it flipped over into the green, or is it still? In, is it in the red? Is that what you mean? Green being better than Breaking Bad, Ooh, red being not as good as Breaking Bad. All right. I'm going to actually with with. Uh, reserve judgment on that for, for a much, wise for longer. decision. Yes. I think. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, should we just kind of go through the 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 the, the episode then? Yes. I'm just thinking yes. about so, discussing the things as we as we've hit them. Yeah, because the we we kind of said that what kind of the sort of interesting thing about this is to be thinking what the hell is going on in this program? Yeah. What <laughs> yeah. what is this about? Yeah. Um. Well, one of the first things I wrote actually was just, good God, who's this little actress? The the the, the girl. girl play. Yes. 
Where do they find her? Because <laughs> either she is, and, and I'm sure there's many children, but there can't be that many in the world that are fluent in both English and Russian. No, right. Or yeah. she was doing one of those things that often you get actors doing, don't you? Convincingly learning so they can parrot off yeah. ru Russian say, for example, but obviously she's completely fluent in English. And usually they're adults who can that. do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not seven-year-olds. Yeah, so, yeah. Or, but perhaps she is. I mean, you know, yeah. she could be just brought up in a bilingual yeah. household. But, and she's the cutest thing she's in the, the world. She's the cutest girl ever, isn't she? And she's yeah. made to stand in a lake already, hasn't she? Well, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so she puts up with a lot. I, um, I, really, I particularly liked the way, and she kind of, a kind of facade slips slightly on occasion, but I'm not going to doubt for that. It was when she was having to pretend to be blind as well, you can think. Yeah. Was that, yeah, maybe that was the only time. I think yeah. that is a hard ask because... Really hard to do. Yeah, yeah. I mean, imagine if you were an adult actor asked to do that, you'd probably have weeks of, like... I didn't think she was any rep. worse than Brett Marling as the adult, to be honest, because I think it's yeah. just quite a difficult thing to do, isn't it, yeah. to pretend to be blind? You've, there's so many things you have to think about, like the way yeah. you move your body in different ways. Um, and people who have been blind all their life yeah. actually she hasn't even been blind all her life hasn't she so that's a how is it when you've suddenly been blind at five or six as opposed to a blind child who's been blind all that you know there's yeah there's different things going on there yeah. it was that was fine yeah was it was fine. fine yeah yeah no um, I, I think she's amazing she's a... possibly a little bit too amazing but, but there is the, the, there's still this thing of what is it about this little girl because there's still Everything in Russia was still had this sheen of weirdness, didn't it? Yeah. So there's things like, what did the dad say? I think this was a line. I sh I've just written it out, um, and I'm pretty sure it's her, her dad saying it to the little girl. On the phone, was this, when they um, took you on the phone? No, I think before then, saying, or maybe it was on the phone, saying, because of you, I can do anything. Right. Yeah, I think that was on the phone. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it yeah. was on the phone. I'm thinking, what, just, you know, that's odd. And how many other how many other distant parents kind of um, uh, just listen to their child playing the violin down the phone as well? Sort of like. That's, that was their communication I mean, thing. Very good at playing the violin as well, wasn't she? I mean, you think well, that was? I imagine. I think. Yeah, yeah. No. No. I mean. I mean the character as well. Like, like you say, it's all a little bit otherworldly, isn't it? Oh sort yeah. Sort of like the the scene we saw of her going into what we presume is some kind of afterlife. You're going to sure. This was line. in the love first. In the first episode, episode yeah. yeah. You kind of feel that that atmosphere is slightly rubbed off on the Russian scenes, isn't it? You feel that even that, it wouldn't surprise me if we found out that all of the Russian stuff was all fantasy as well, possibly. Yeah, or something like that, you yeah know? it could be something. It could yeah. be. It could be. I mean, and and I, I mean, I think her ability to play isn't that supposed to be because of her after her her, her um, post death experience. That's something that happens. Yes, suggests later, and we have no idea what that means. But no, it but is being suggested that he's she's suggesting very good that like all that. these people are yeah. these amazing. Amazing so why, skills. why do we think, why, what do we think they were suggesting was the reason why her father smuggled her out to, to America? Yeah, and why, because he wants to keep her survival a secret. And presumably the fact that she's now blind a secret as well, that's sort of... There's something like, we, we know that it said she thinks the Russian mafia are after her, yes. isn't there? So... He's... I mean, it could be, it could just be a story that he's told because he's Russian mafia after him. He's obviously involved in some, yes. yeah, well, some dodgy digging. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, I'm sure it's, it's, uh, yeah, you assume it's they're after her because they, you know, that's just a way of getting at him. Or maybe they're not even, in, but he is just playing it safe. Maybe there's another <sighs> storyline going to come in later whereby we find that the reason why the Russian mafia were really angry at him was because they think 
he killed off all their children somewhere of getting at them or something well, like that well, because his daughter survived. Because is this yeah. all the other oligarchs' children yeah, died? Yeah, they were all the oligarchs' children. So is it just this terrible... I mean, it could also just be, uh, um, you know, this is this will look really bad for me if you're alive and they're not, so they will... Yes. You know, in, in some kind of, like, you can imagine... Yeah. Uh, uh, vendetta-like ideas. Actually, we do know that the bus crash was real, don't we? Because the um, because oh, yes. Steve and the yeah. other people listening to her story in the abandoned house research yeah. it afterwards, don't yeah, they? They, they say, do. "Yeah, we found the bus. That's so from, not, that's real." So yeah. that's in, yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah. That they don't. They obviously don't completely trust her because they decide that they want to research it. Oh, obviously. I mean, I think I would do the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but so, I suppose so, you could so. say that. Um, Yes, this bus crashed in Russia, and yes, this girl survived. This young blonde girl, not necessarily her. Well, that's it? that's true. Yeah, but the, no, the reason I was just thinking about them inquiring because last week we were saying about how she obviously has some sort of powers yeah. of persuasion and things. Yeah. Um, but obviously they're not so strong that she's completely you know made them think, yeah, yeah, we're going along with her, whatever. Yes. Hence, they, they want to check her word yes. to some extent. Do, is, do you think there's any hint that she's got... Uh, is there supposed to be any hint that she already has some specialness about her when even before the accident, some reason why there's something, you know, which is what the dad says about, because of you I can do any, anything, other things. Is that's supposed to be or is it all just that there's something after the crash her dad yeah after the crash maybe related to the crash or maybe something totally different that her dad's business world is that wasn't something that had struck me the idea that she has something special about her but that's not to say it's not true no. yeah but that i didn't i hadn't sort of picked up on that i don't think okay okay so when he sends her off to to america to this because yes. of, he thinks he's going to be she's going to be safer there yeah um, and he says, did you hear the line which is repeated by, um, what should we call the group of people listening to her story? Let's give them a name so that we can refer oh, to well, them. Should we call them the five? The five, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah, so did you hear the five mentioned it later as well? Like that she said she was hiding from the void. Did you hear that yeah, line? Yeah, how is that? Yeah, and they, they're um, mystified by that line as well, aren't they? And Because they say, yeah, is that V-O-Y or V-O-I? They can't find out anything about it. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. That's, what, that's what they were talking about. Okay, yes, yeah. I do remember that So hiding that from line. the void, so... Yeah. It feels like the void is something slightly, possibly supernatural, but it could refer to the Russian Mafia as well. We don't really know so yet, So it could be some real thing that they just don't get about. But, yeah. okay, that's cool. We yeah. can pin that in and, and think about that. Yeah. Um, so she's in the little, in, in the school, and then she hears her father's died. Yes, although obviously we don't know if that's true. No, we don't yeah. know what they're very much. She doesn't believe it's true yes. either. She's And there's this weird aunt... So with the aunt, it's obviously the aunt is not her dad's sister, is it? It's her sister-in-law. They she's, call her a distant aunt, I think. Don't they? He, yeah, doesn't she say something about when she goes takes her back to her home? Are we supposed to be assuming that's like a brothel that she lives? In I was assuming it was a um, a house where they keep um, Russian babies they've brought over to sell for quite a lot of money to desperate American parents. I was just assuming because there's one point where she's lying there and she can hear some people having sex. Yes, that's room. true. Maybe it's and a combination of the two. When um, Nancy um, is walking through the house and she finds her the first time, she goes in the bedroom and there's a dildo. Yeah. Um, yes. Wouldn't yeah, really think you'd that. need a dildo in a, in a brothel, would you? It'd be rather beside the point. But Well, you know. Yeah, I, but I, I, I think that was supposed to stand <laughs> yes. in for this is a 
Yeah. Rooms are sexy things that it's yeah. inappropriate for a small child to be raised yes. near. Um, so maybe the babies are just children of the prostitutes. Babies. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, one big note I had was adoption regulations, <laughs> question mark, question mark. Oh, but that's been a trope of many story you know this is elite he hands abel Don't hands her money in cash doesn't he yeah, yeah yes. he does they don't seem like people that would be dodgy to me nancy you and know, abel desperate seem couples like... who really want children okay. will possibly do that after all you know it wouldn't be the first time would it like okay. there are stories of that yeah okay I'll, I'll and certainly that. wouldn't be the first time i mean obviously i have no idea i've never met anyone who's done that but it wouldn't be the first time in fiction for one thing that that mm. people have paid money um might pay money for illegal adoptions i do you remember i mean in the in the 80s and 90s, there was the sort of like the urban myth of the Romanian babies adoption, wasn't there? Do you remember? And urban myth is meant people weren't. I mean, people were also going over and adopting babies. Yes, but there was also the sort of illegal side of it as well, wasn't it? Where people yeah. were going on almost like adoption tourism. It is so, awfully difficult, yeah. you know, to, anyway. You do need papers for a child because yeah. they have to... It's exist. probably more difficult now than it was 30 years ago, say, I imagine. You know, well, 25 years ago. 25 years ago. Well, I'm just assuming we had that character. She can't be. She's 21 when she disappears. We know that now, don't we? And she's we? gone We're for seven years, age. so she's now 28. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, a big grown-up. Okay. Yes. So, yeah. Uh, okay, so I let that slide. Yes. But um, what, did you, what did you think about the... Um, so, she's... Her parents are taking her to be seen by a psychologist. Mm. Um, yeah. So, uh, Prairie's, Prairie's parents are taking her to be seen by a psychologist. And she's having these dreams, and we see her dreams, and we see the dreams of her climbing over this big statue face, yes. statues of a woman. Yes. And from that, she takes that her. It's a message from her father to meet her at the Statue of Liberty, which is twenty twenty one yeah. years later, or whatever. Yes. Which is, and, and that I didn't know about that being called the New Colossus. Is that actually right? Uh, the New Colossus is the poem that um, you know when she goes. To when she's 21 and she goes off and she she's goes to the Statue of Liberty and she yeah. gets the guard to read out. Yes. Um, the poem <laughs> is from the New Colossus. And Which is what? It's a poem written by somebody that I did look up and I haven't kind of checked it out completely. Here we go, you're going to have a check. Right. Okay, so Wikipedia's helped out. New Colossus is it's it's the poem that's on the bottom of the you know on the on the thing at the bottom of the statue of liberty it was actually written by a poet emma lazarus and um it's written in 1883 to raise money for the construction of the pedestal of the statue of liberty okay so um what's the poem actually about i can't actually recall from the wow god do we you know i was really touched by that actually um, yeah no no i was but i don't remember the details of the, of the actual of the poem so um, well, it's sort of like saying, you know, your huddled masses come, you know, come to these shores. It's, it's yes. the reason why it's called the New Colossus is it the ancient Colossus of Rhodes. So, you know, you had this huge statue yes. on yeah. the big harbour of Rhodes. One so this is saying, world, this is going to be the New Colossus. Yeah. And, and I just, especially in today's climate, I've found it really, really touching. The welcoming of immigrants to yeah, a new country. Yeah, absolutely. You're yeah. poor, you know, you're poor and dispossessed and whatever. Come, yeah. you know, I'll give you a welcome start. I found uh, myself was, you know, crying. This I mean, do you think that had, I mean, given that the, the episode's called The New Colossus, do you feel that has some sort of pertinent rele relevance to the story? Oh, I actually no idea. That would I mean, be interesting. if I was going to throw my imagination out into nowhere I'd say perhaps 
the welcoming of new um, new people to a new land is mm. something about welcoming the people back from the dead or something. I really don't know what's going to go on, okay. do we? No, but that's sort of, okay. you know, it's just something to do with flatlining and the afterlife, yeah. isn't it, probably? Okay. So. But you don't think, I don't think it's going to be a, um, a some sort of... Uh, Satire, well, not satire, but some some kind of metaphor for immigration. No, 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 okay. no, no, that, no. Yeah. Okay. Um, just going a little backwards, just to have a little uh, niggle. I wasn't completely convinced about the doctor they went to, to discuss her dreams. This is a seven-year-old who's had, you know, obviously major grief in her life. She's yeah. had a great major grief, a major, major movement as well from one country to another, and then losing her her only living parent. Um, not seeing, not seeing the death of her parent, not going to his funeral, and so not having closure, yeah. which is you know biggie in grief counselling. I think most doctors would say, "How about a little, dis you know, counselling, a little bit of therapy, a little bit of therapy, let her discuss yeah. her grief and come although to Although we should remember that this was twenty years ago, rather than now, sort oh, of maybe. Yeah. I mean, although I think, I think I the US twenty was years more ago than the UK yeah. at this time, wasn't it? I don't think twenty years ago was that bad in no. that. In terms of, I, I mean, I, I know that we do, there is a, uh, medication of children does take place yeah. for uh, mental health issues, um, and that's, you know, very variable in, in its, how much it's done, and perhaps some doctors would do that. I thought it seemed, I'd have liked the doctor character to be, I, I could have been happy with the coming to an eventual point where they were medicating this young yeah. girl, but maybe... Not I'd have expected away. to see a little bit of a debate, a kind of let's try this, give her a bit of time, yeah. seeing some more extreme things. Because all we know is she has nightmares. I mean, you know, yes. F me, that's kind of... So maybe someone uh, listening in the US can tell us, does that feel what? realistic to you that you would medicate a child like that at that age, 20 years ago? <laughs> 20 years, yes. well... Yeah, some, yeah, somebody leave a, a message lot of on, my... Leave a rest message on the website. Yeah, if you <laughs> happen to be a psychiatrist working yes. 20 years ago. Yes. Um, but do email us at anyway, the overanalysis podcast okay. at ethancrane.com. You're just, you're just desperate for friends. But I think, I, I mean, to me, the whole point is it didn't seem convincing to me anyway. So that's what they would do, like to put on medication. Yeah, no, and because yeah. it's it's rather quick, and now we've got this very dopey, and whose parents she her parents are not happy at the idea of medication, but they just happily take to it and seem to have a whole stack of pills. Are that we, we give her any given opportunity? Remember that we're we are being told this story by Prairie. This the, is a story yes. within a story, yeah, so okay. we mustn't forget that that's, that's the case. True. And so we have an we unreliable narrator, which I always. I always, I must say, I really love a story device. I always really like that. Like it reminds me of other. Whenever you have a story within a story, you always have extra questions to ask in the way, yeah. don't you? Because you are asking about the narrator. Yeah. And makes okay. you think of. I mean, what I said was it Heart Dark. Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness is a classic one, isn't he? That's all being told by by a sailor on a boat, kind of thing. And yeah. by the end, you've forgotten that by the end, but you're sort of thinking. Yes. Oh, this is actually all real yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. lots of devices yeah, yeah, in that yeah. way. Yeah. All right. That's true. So, I mean, yeah. So that does give a kind of slight, uh, uh, yeah, sheen to Because as well, things. like, um, I mean, okay, let's for now assume that what she's telling the five is true. But her, her leaving, like running away, like, seems quite callous towards her parents, really, didn't it? Or her adoptive yeah, parents. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's yeah. what... That's kind of my sort of thinking, well, what the fuck was that about then? She just 
to to leave obviously she's been there for many years now they are her parents aren't they her i know she actually no she has this strange bond with her, her father possibly dead father who um you know obviously she hasn't got over or dealt with that yeah um but on the other hand she seems to have you know, she's very positive feelings towards her parents who well, love her very much. Well, have we seen any positive feelings towards her parents, actually? I mean, obviously, I to start so. with, when they first take her, she's kind of quite grateful to not be living but in the house with her aunt. Want... But... I was a little unsure if actually a seven-year-old... I know that it's obviously not... It's a horrible place, but her aunt isn't completely horrible, is she? No. She's, like, obviously a woman under hard times trying to do her yeah. best. But then... Um, I, you know, finding a random seven-year-old and saying, do you want me to look after you? Not yeah. not your slightly scummy mum, you know, for example, or mum, or stand-in mum. I don't think, you know, the idea of her saying, yes, please, can I go and live with you? was, But I, oh, again, as you say, this is from her from point of view. Tale, yeah. And um, yeah. That, that, that would be acceptable. But, yeah, but, but, but actually, uh, do you think we might find out more about her reasons for leaving? And actually, that's been glossed over in her story for now. Yeah, uh, maybe. Actually, because I, I, I feel we've, we're, we're, we're quite um, engaged with the characters of Nancy and Abel, her parents, aren't we? Yeah. So I don't feel that they're going to be completely left out of the story as far as, like, obviously they must have been terrified when she went missing for seven years, you know, and must mm. have really been suffering in that time. So I feel we're going to see some of that in future episodes. Yeah, I think so. But yeah. it does seem, um, I mean, 21 is, is barely an adult, but I don't think she's... You'd she's have blind to be, as well. She's blind. Yeah. You'd have yeah. to be incredibly callous just to... Yeah. She's there on the ferry going to um, going out to, to, to Ellis Island. Yeah. Um, and she's beaming with joy. Yeah. As if everything's brilliant. As if she's escaped from something rather yeah, than... Yeah, yeah. In this, this like... Just also, utter thoughtlessness. Do you remember she said that she had a friend who was going to Chicago or something, which was how she left in the first place. So that makes you think that surely the, the parents will maybe find out from this friend that she went with her. Well, that, that's, that was yeah. one thing I thought that it, it made me think, like I said, it's sort of a slightly disappointing um, idea of how she would go how she got out of the town because yeah. the police would have obviously they were involved and we, we know from last week they said it was a massive thing yeah um so which is actually when you think when a 21 year old disappears it's it's because people you know a 21 year old is more likely than say an eight-year-old to, yeah. to, to genuinely just leave home and they're an adult so they're not all it's not always taken so seriously but possibly because she was blind i could imagine the yeah. police and she comes from quite a you know a sedate um, yeah. background um obviously the fbi now that she's come back are very interested in what yes she's been. Yeah, yeah it's been yeah. A, a serious missing person's i think her mum said the phrase a massive manhunt about the thing yeah. yeah so the friend who gave her the lift where's <laughs> yeah where's that friend i think we should again we should reserve okay. judgment as to what's going so on so it could be massive plot hole or it could be that a we story have to hang in there and or we see. have more stuff to find out about that yeah. yeah that's kind of my thing about this this episode is that i'm thinking there's a few things that make me go but, but but we could be we could be viewing it from slightly the wrong perspective couldn't we we could be thinking this is a an unreliable narrator and these yeah, things yes. will be but maybe will be answered at a later date yeah what yeah. do you think oh it just occurred to me just then like what do you think there's any significance in the fact that um she um, gets adopted by Nancy and Abel when she's seven. 
She uh, lives with them for 14 years yes. till she's 21, another multiple of seven. And then she disappears for seven years and comes back when she's 28. I don't know. I do like, I mean, I like the idea. I think that might come up. I think the, the uh, concept of the seven years, you know, yeah. state ages of man and things like that. Yeah, definitely um, would be seven rather than six or yeah. four or something. Seven's it? a good number. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I'm sure there's a significance. I feel they're trying sure. to mine those kind of significances in the, in the series. In, in a good way, I like yeah. it. Was well, she yeah. definitely seven then? Do we know if she was seven when she went to the States? Well, I'm only going on that. that by the fact that she says, no, no, she, I think she was seven when she was adopted from, okay, yeah, um, because yeah. she said she was medicated for 13 years and she she disappeared on her 21st birthday. So I'm guessing she was seven, then she was 20, medicated for 13 years, and then... Yes, okay. I, I assume she was medicated quite soon after she was adopted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, that, so that, that was that all I was sense. going on the part for the sevens. Yeah. Mm, no, okay. No, but yeah, yeah. I, I, I imagine it might be like that. Yeah. What was there something, just I think a little, going a little backwards, but about a tiny point that I really liked, is you know when they were getting um, the photograph done, yeah. Um, and the, the photographer says something like, oh, it's, it's, it's nice to have grandparents. And they're like, oh, we're not our grandparents, actually. Yeah. And I think, oh, yeah, that's, that's a nice, tiny little point, but just a, a good thing to just point out. Yeah, these are people that would have been a bit older. Yeah. That makes that makes parenting, you know, a whole different yeah. thing for them and also being brought up by much older people. Yeah, emphasises their desperation experience. for adoption as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just, you know, another... Hardship in their yeah. life. But anyway, I just quite like that. Yes. So I was thinking maybe can we talk about the uh, the five and the, the conversation and yeah and their okay. what they're doing because we did see we saw correct me if I'm wrong but in the first episode did we was it all focused on Prairie or did we see things going on with other people No, we did see things going on. We with saw people as so well. we saw a lot of stuff with Steve. See, that's right. Yeah. But so we it's didn't not... see much with the other three yes. or very little. So, I mean, you've mentioned, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but mm. I was slightly confused. I think this is just like forgetting what happened in the first episode, that why, why does she have the compulsion to keep them there and keep them coming back the next night as well? Ah, no, I don't know. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> I just... That was a bit I thought... Coming uh -huh. back to the abandoned house to tell the story yeah, again. I yeah. thought... I just thought... So it felt like there is something massive going on tonight. You must come tonight. Mysterious, yeah. wow. Actually, they just sat around and listened to her story. Yeah, I thought something was going to happen. You know, yeah, she needed them to do something. They needed to be strong. They needed to be flexible. Yeah. There were a lot of pointers about what she needed. It was very specific. And she needed five of them. So there has to be something else going on. But I was personally, a bit, I mean, I just thought, wouldn't they be a bit disappointed? Like, if from I, my, my yeah. angle, I was disappointed. I would have surely thought they were. But they seemed... And they'd been up all night now, hadn't they? And then they, they were sort of doing stuff the next day. Yeah. And then they went back the following night for yeah. the next part. Although the, the following night, we know, can only be, it was only an hour. Because That's of true. the agreement with her parents. Yes. Um, yeah, that I found a little bit odd. And I'm wondering if if maybe that will be explained. But but also it kind of made me feel that, f for the, from the story's point of view, the hold she has over them needs to be stronger somehow to make them come back because because Alfonso, the um, the Latin American yeah. guy, said he wasn't going to go to start with. Did yeah, he? yeah, yeah. Um, when he was talking to Buck, the the girl who's also called Michelle by her dad, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. We were saying about this because like it's like there's this thing going on with lots of characters, isn't it? They have yeah. more than one name, and I think that's deliberate, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So Buck, Buck is. Uh, I think we should refer to to Buck as a he. 
As he, yes. Uh, Obviously, a girl wanting to live as a boy. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and that's part of the hold that Steve has over him because he's providing him with testosterone. testosterone. Yeah. Again, it's, it's rather dodgy. I wouldn't take that from some. But yes, but we okay. don't. That, this is another. That. Well, we'll come to this in a second about mm. the sort of the, the thing that binds these five together in some ways, or at least four of them without the teacher. But yes, so you're saying, so we have Alfonso, who's also called French as well, I've noticed. Um, right. I, I think maybe French by the rest of the five or the other people he yeah. knows at school, but his his mum calls him Alfonso. And yes. was it okay as well? Was it his mum or just because you know when he's in the I guess the principal's office and he's having a telephone call to find out that he's got the scholarship? scholarship. Yeah. Obviously, he's this grade A student and um, really capable. And I think the guy on the phone says, oh, "So I hope you're uh, abuela." Will be happy. Abuela, yeah. Which I think means grandmother in Spanish. Okay, is that now? I'm really confused. But that's. I mean, does it? We know that. Well, one of the whole points of that conversation was that this guy sort of couldn't remember jack shit about him, could he? He was getting things wrong. So perhaps that's supposed to be, oh, I haven't even got a bloody grandmother, this bloke. Because at the end, he's a little, the other guy says, oh, don't worry about it. The main thing is you've got it. It's kind kind of more like we're getting our ethnic minority numbers up from the other guy's point of view. That's what it felt like, didn't it? That kind of scholarship conversation. Yeah, Yeah. that, well, yeah, it's probably exactly what it is, isn't it? Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so maybe it's that. Or maybe there's the woman, but she didn't really look old enough to be his grandmother, but possibly. No. Though she was, she, I liked her. I liked her character, Oh, yeah. is that a kind Constant of... Smoke. Was she smoking joints or just smoking cigarettes? I think they were very cigarettes. long. Yeah. Oh, I'm not sure. Yeah. She was, you know, because the way she was all, at first, oh, happy that you've got the scholarship. And then, oh, so you're not going to Harvard. And then, yeah. and then... Then like, oh, you won't be here anymore for me. Oh, kind of. I'll, yeah, so I'll one be of the, okay. One of those oh. mothers who are just really flighty, and he's obviously looking after the other children and things. Yeah, and she's yeah. got some condition. Oh, yeah. Don't take me to the doctors. I really liked, um, I really liked the way he was looking after what I presume was his two younger brothers. Yeah. Which was basically sort of like making sure they're done teeth and whatever, but letting them eat... Massive amounts of cereals out of enormous glass bowls. Is this supposed to be cereal in there? I was really not sure. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was quite funny because when I first saw him, I assumed he was their dad because he's acting very paternally. Yeah. And and, and so I kind of, and then he sort of takes a bump of Coke or, or... speed or something yeah what did you think that was what drug was he taking that you think oh something to i was guessing it was amphetamines just to keep him awake because he'd been up up all night i think at first i thought it was coke because i could see him as a kind of executive type person who's you know got the family going and then but when i realized he was actually a high school kid yeah yeah maybe anyway whatever it's a but i i think there's a there's a um something going on with the story that we haven't had it all revealed to us yet about it seems to be what binds Steve and um, Alfonso and Buck and Jesse together, um, excepting the teacher, is that he's their drug dealer in some ways. Yeah. He's, he's dealing testosterone to um, to Buck yeah. and um, whatever Steve. it is, amphetamines yeah. or whatever it is to Alfonso. And he seems quite pally with Jesse anyway, doesn't he? Yeah. 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 Jesse Jesse was there. Jesse was there during the dog fight, wasn't he? When when uh, she's in the first episode when Steve set the dog on was, Prairie. But yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um And um Yes, because it was Steve that sort of recruited them all to come along for the evening, wasn't it? To listen to what um mm. Prairie had to say. That's the story that Prairie was telling. Yes. 
Um, it feels like he was doing that. The hold he has over them is because he's their dealer in some way. Because he doesn't he say to Buck like, "Well, that's your testosterone finish." So why is that? Because they come in and say we're here, but we're not going to. They said you can't can't do any dealing because because um, Alfonso is worried about his character reference. Yeah. Yes, for um, getting the scholarship. Yeah. So they're basically Buck's basically saying we don't want to do drugs off you anymore, and then Steve's kind of like annoyed with them for that. For whatever it's just a bit mardy anyway, isn't he really? Um, yeah. yeah, we didn't yeah. have much of Steve this week. I was no, we had a lot of Steve last week. Yeah, I, I we're definitely so. going to have more of yeah. Steve. I think I like, I like Steve. Steve. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't really like Steve. He's, he's nasty. Yeah. But I like his yeah. character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah, so then, so just just to round off the other five, we've also got Jesse, haven't we? Who's the? I don't know anything about Jesse. We don't really, really see so about we'll Jessie. find out. I'm sure. But then we have the teacher as well, who's called what? What's she Betty called? Betty Broderick Allen. Betty Broderick Allen, who? Seems to be referred to as BBA as well. I mm. think I'm not sure if it's the students that refer to as that or whether. I, I didn't. Yeah. yeah, that was. Um, I only got that from Wikipedia. I was just trying to. Okay, I think I heard that and it confused me because yes. that means born before arrival to me. But... <laughs> Don't go slipping more with Wifery yeah. terms. It's just not appropriate. Yeah, sorry. Worry, you might get some births later. <laughs> yeah, but um. Uh, yes, uh, so, so, so well, they are, yeah, these five people are quite important and, yeah. get, yes, so they have a bond and I'm not, yeah. Do you think it's significant <laughs> that obviously Alfonso is a very grade A student and it seems like Buck is as well because she, uh, he, he, he says knows. that um, his parents were hoping that he would do better than Alfonso, you know, there was like some sort of competition. Oh, is that what they want them on. to be yeah. like him? And and yeah. he also knows about the whole scholarship deals and how you get them and, yeah. and what the, 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 the caveats are and yes. stuff. Yeah, although he's obviously also hanging out with Steve, which isn't going to be helpful. So is that a thing, that thing of the character clause for scholarship, is that a thing? I, I haven't heard that phrase before. I haven't heard it, but I would so not yeah. be that surprised because they do want to help the ethnic minorities, but not if they're that type. Yes. So, yes. You know. uh, again, anyone listening in the States, if you can please uh, send, send yeah. us an email. Let us know what if a yeah. character clause is a, a very, very real thing. The okay, Overanalysis Podcast at ethancrane.com. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 I like that, that the, the discussion, Buck and, and, and Alfonso's discussion about that. Yeah. But, yeah, I think we will see more of the five and find yeah. out what their, what their purpose is, because that's what yes. I just... Do not get what they're but doing. But I think we will have more just... of that, more of those questions answered. So I have a couple of other things about the five mm. that I picked up on. Um, when um, when Buck and Alfonso are talking outside his car, and Alfonso mm. is saying that he's not going to go along that night, and then he changes his mind. Yeah. Um, firstly, why did he change his mind? Uh, um... Is it because of this thing again about? Have, have, having a hold over them in some way? Do you I think? think there is a bit. I think also Buck's slightly. You know, made him feel him, sort of maybe. a bit square for like yeah. going along with this character clause thing and and yeah. um, and and you know he says you know we'll, we'll be you know we'll be you know we need five of us kind of thing yeah. as well so I, I I could I went along with that I thought that seemed acceptable that it changed his mind yeah it still does seem weird doesn't it that they're like yeah yeah we have to be there have to be five of us kind of yeah. thing when all they've heard is this kind of I mean obviously it's this weird story that Prairie's told them it's obviously an she's, an, she's a fascinating character having disappeared for five years and come back and she's not blind yeah that's that's got to be enticing as far as finding out what's going on but but um they've they've heard that oh actually nobody did kidnap her at, at least at first we know yeah. 
at that stage. So, yeah, I, d I don't really know why they're coming back. So yeah. I'd quite like to be filled in a little bit. I don't, I, don't, yeah. I don't think I'd be happy if it's just, oh, well, they're fascinated or they whatever. Yeah. And there has to be something about why, because you made such a big deal about needing five of them. So yes. But that, well, that will be explained later. I think. Yeah. What, yeah. What did you um, think of also Buck saying to Alfonso, um, just as just a casual comment, minute, and Steve's probably a murderer. <laughs> did you hear them say that? Yeah, say that? yeah, I didn't take that as any more than just kind oh, of like he's, know, he's one of those bad he's kids. He's a bloody nightmare, isn't he? So he's right. probably killed. He might have even killed. I didn't actually think he, that was a real, genuine okay. thing, but maybe it was. I don't know. Right. Anything and also, also Buck also said that she picked us, meaning that Prairie had picked them to be. Yeah, yeah. But she didn't pick them, did she? Like Steve picked them, or did she pick them because they felt oh, like she? Are picked we them? missing yeah. something? Because there was that whole thing about her putting the video out the week before. Wasn't but that was there? the only the thing that got the teacher in there, wasn't it? I thought it almost also got Alfonso out in some way. Ah. Oh. Don't know. Do you have to go back and watch episode one again oh, now? Oh God, this could take forever. <laughs> Anyway, oh, please, please, someone fill us in so we don't have to watch yeah. the episode again. I might sort of find reread a summary yes. and then have a little recheck. Yeah. But um, yeah. So are you happy with with a, any more to say about the five? Anyway? No, I th think we should move on to talking about um, uh, Hap and the guy okay. who she meets in so the, the violin. Yeah, the second night, yes. and oh, I was just going to mention about her parents having sex as well. Don't know why. There's... Which bit was that then? So you know, after the first night. Um, the first you, night. The first night of storytelling. Okay. Yeah, and she's going back home. Yes. And you see her parents, Hap and Nancy, not Abel and Nancy. Abel and Nancy are in yeah. bed saying, "Oh, we haven't done that in a while." Yeah. And is I that just, significant? Well, there was only one thing. I thought Abel said, "Well, we can do this now." Is that meaning now that our daughter's returned? Like we've not had sex for seven years. We can why. do this now. Yeah, we can do this now. What does that I mean? I thought, yeah, I didn't know that. Let's, we'll have to put that one on something. hold as well. God, so we need a little kind of holding mm -hmm. basket. I mean, all these questions. <laughs> so we have to keep it metaphorical, I think. Yes. But um, yeah, anyway, that was my point about that. So going back to her second night of the story. So she's playing the violin in the, in the, um, I'm assuming that she's just carrying on from, that's the same night when she meets the, the doctor chap, the the the, the scientisty guy. The same night that she she went to the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, She's like, I'm assuming that too. She doesn't yeah. know what to do, but she just thinks it'll be okay. I've got this trust in. Yeah, well, she's whatever. playing it because she thinks that her father will turn up and yes. hears music. Yeah, yeah, it's all going to be fine. So she's playing away with her amazing uh, abilities. Now the guy hears her from an incredibly long way away. Yes, he travels. He goes through a long part of the underground, sort of. But he says subway. that he seems to recognise that she should could only have learnt to play music like that, and that it's Russian. Something to do with it being Russian. Yes. Um, yeah. By the fact that she had a near death experience. Well, I assumed the Russian thing was just he knew about it was a Russian folk song, and she must. Okay. He, yeah. You know, only a real Russian could play a Russian folk music, perhaps. Um, but how did he know that she'd had a near-death experience? Well, is it supposed to be, like he talks about somebody else coming back and having perfect pitch, yes. which um, I don't even know if that's actually a thing. I mean, I've perfect pitch. heard the expression, right. somebody who can... Yes. Um, but it, I, anyway, I, well, let's just accept 
that she's playing amazingly and he feels this amazingness is almost otherworldly, other, you know, inhumanly good. And he's incredibly attracted to her for, for well, we don't know everything about this man yet. No. But he's got... I don't know anything about this man, yeah. He's very, obviously very dubious and dodgy. So she, he kind of buys her dinner, doesn't he, that night, yep. whatever. And Oysters, yeah. Oysters, yeah. And, Never trust just, a man who buys you oysters. But didn't you think, like, up to the, well, for most of the time that he's in this episode, he seems like a really nice guy. Absolutely, seems yeah. really, really nice. He seems completely kind of non-creepy. He seems very much willing to let her call all the shots. She's the one who says, please take me with you. He doesn't say, come with me. Now, why he? do you think she says that? Because he's sort of like completely buttered her up, I suppose, at that yeah. point by telling her all this stuff. And she also yeah. believes that something will happen, you know, that somehow, as she said, she's cast her net with her music and so therefore yeah. this was meant to be. Yeah. Um, and there's some sort of belief in there's something going on and, and uh, this is all meant to be, so. But if... If he, it turns out that he's kind of completely, you know, he didn't have any sort of like agency in getting her there, that feels slightly unbelievable, doesn't it? Really, that mm. that it feels like the only way the story can work really is if he is an incredibly devious man who has, um, who is so charming that he knew that she would ask to go with him. Sort of thing. Yes, yeah. I could, I could kind of buy that he was. I mean, the yeah. way he sort of said, "Well, I've got to go now. I'd better leave you." You know, is off like yes. saying it with regret, but sort of obviously making it feel like yeah, yeah. it's her choice. But um, also, do you when when she's telling the story to the five, she refers to him as the man who changed my life. Isn't <laughs> really something you say about a kidnapper, is it? I think I think that was just. Um, I mean, for one thing, we know that she's got her sight back, so it's yes. not just. I think, yeah, I think that was, uh, obviously, normally you mean that in a positive way. I don't think she means that in a positive way about this man. Well, maybe. But maybe, but we yeah, know. we don't know for sure. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, and in fact, I, I mean, I really, I liked that aspect of it because it made me feel, it, it gave me echoes of the first episode where, oh, okay, that is a massive question you just thrown at us now that we don't mm. have any kind of answer to, you know, mm. who is this guy, what is he doing, is he good or bad even, mm. you know, we really don't know the answer to that, which, and, I, and I like that. Um, and she's off now. What do you think happens when she goes back to his house? Oh, so hang on. So why do we think that she said, "Take me with you"? Have we said that? Well, we just... because she's run away from home. She's got nowhere to go. That nowhere to stay that night. Has she not got a mobile phone? By the way, this is seven years ago. She's twenty-one years old. Mm, it seems not. Seems not. <laughs> well, maybe she doesn't. You know, she wants to have disappeared, doesn't she? Well, we don't know why she want, Why she's gone exactly. Mm. We just think she's uh, frustrated with being medicated all the time and she still wants to find her father. She's still having these kind she of dreams about that. her father but she'll yeah. believe her father's around and will meet her. Yeah. Um, because, of course, if her father is dead and this is about coming back from the dead in some ways, that might be another way we see her meeting with her father, possibly, might it? This might be how mm -hmm. she's going to meet her father. She's going to cross over into the uh, death Who dimension. Knows? Who knows? Yeah. There's a question for you, because I know you to be not a person, well, quite an atheist, so you're not a, not a person, me too. Not quite an atheist, I am an atheist. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so you, um, how do you feel about the sort of spiritual aspects that this is bringing up? Well, even even though I am an atheist, atheist, not religious, 
I do like supernatural stories. I'm not. I'm mm. not. I'm not averse to them. Uh, they're they're fun and like the the way that they, the possibilities of the imagination that they lead to like a great. I think like something like Pan's Labyrinth or something like that. You know. But, uh, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So you just accept. Yeah. I suppose I find myself because I do. I've got you know an understanding of of when you know when people have. Uh, you know that death is. I think people think oh, if your heart stops beating, that's you know there isn't really any such thing. People are medically, death is a real fuzzy world. You know, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's not like the difference between when your brain activity stops and your heart stops. Wow, well, like, yeah. yeah, we don't even like check it out. You know, you yeah. just think, oh, this person's been doing nothing for some time. So, yeah. Um, as a midwife, we don't do that much. By the way, I don't really have a personal you have understanding. A lot of flat lining in the we thank, thank fuck, we have very little flat lining. But I can, I can. I can very much believe in, you know, the sort of like the intensity of mental experience when something really extreme is happening to you, like, uh, like almost dying. And, and, and I think I mean, people who talk about it when they're sort of like just really short of oxygen or something as well, isn't it? Your brain, I imagine, goes into like mental overdrive, yeah. isn't it? And yeah, so yeah, yeah. Well, it who knows what it conjures up at that point. Some bizarre really. state yeah. where you could, well, hallucinate and yeah, yeah, possibly yeah. even go blind. Who knows? Yeah, you go blind. No, okay, I will accept. I will. I will. But yeah. I think it's always a little bit hard when you're a bit of a diehard skeptic like myself. But I don't want to be so miserableist. I can't enjoy. But you don't. Fiction. I mean, it's not like you don't enjoy fantastical um, stories. It's not like the only stories you enjoy are ones set in God, the no. cold, hard, okay. concrete, concrete reality, is it? No. Yeah. No. No. That would that would have disbarred me from enjoying Buffy, for example. Yes, so. I do believe that some of those things don't actually happen. <laughs> it's still vampires. I and, do believe in vampires. Uh, and all though. sci-fi, you know. Is that... Well, all sci-fi is a possibility, isn't it? So that's the cool thing. Any uh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, fantasy. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah no, no, of course. So yeah, yeah no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with fantasy. Um, yeah. I think it's always a problem if it has. If it tries to be a little bit sort of pseudo-scientific as well. I'm kind of enjoying the cold hard, the mix of cold hard reality and the supernaturalness. Yeah. I, have to, I think it's deliberate as well. I think like the, the sort of the filming techniques between the very sort of low blue coloured um, present day of like, um, you know, of Prairie and Steve and all those people and the, when they meet up in the mm. house and things like that compared to, I mean, that fantastic sort of uh, supernatural brightly lit all the stars in the, yes, sort of the afterlife yeah, thing. Oh, yeah. I really like that. And also. Russia was very beautiful. And Russia was and, just otherworldly as well, yeah. As well. Mm. I, 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 I was really, really okay. enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, so we, we, we were getting to that point where near the end where you have this... Uh, yes, yeah, so I have one more thing to... Mm. One more quite curious thing, I think, was that when... So she's at Hap's lair, whatever yes. this is, uh, and uh, she says, can I just ring my parents? Yes. Yeah, about so, time she thought about doing that. Yes. But so, parent, so she's run away. Maybe she hasn't. And if she's ringing her parents, then maybe she hasn't run away. What you don't think she? Maybe she's just gone. She's just you know when she when she says run away, maybe what she means is I maybe I left. Maybe my parents haven't wanted me to go, but I've gone anyway. But I mean, if you're going to ring your parents. You don't ring your parents when you run away. No, no, I thought I think people do. People do. People run away. They're angry. They're upset. They need to get away from something. When they get a long distance away, they still, you know, I mean, there are services in London for runaways to say you okay. can conveniently let your 
family know you're okay without them knowing anything about your location. So you thought it was one of those so, phone calls rather yeah, than a... absolutely. I okay. think she should have done it a bit earlier, personally. Before getting on a private, private plane with her. Yeah, but, um, but yeah, I, I, I assumed it was that. that was okay. I, I think that's... I don't think we've been fully informed about it. Like, okay, we don't really know the circumstances of her leaving home at this so point. So what is what kind of... What, what, what were you thinking? If it's... Well, it made, me think, it made me think maybe her leaving uh, Nancy and Abel wasn't quite as much... A, maybe the disappearance is the disappearance that sort of appeared to happen after mm. this. Maybe her actually leaving her hometown wasn't so much of a disappearance from her hometown as that, if you can see what I mean. No. Oh, okay. So, so maybe she said to... I think she might have had a big argument with Abel and Nancy about it. Maybe she said, mm. look... I'm going to Chicago. I'm going to New York to the Statue of Liberty, and they're like, "You can't go to the New York." And so, yeah, I'm going, and just went. She's 21 after all. Yes, uh, yeah. But okay, maybe they didn't yes, really didn't mean. want her to go. Right. And, and, but she said so to her. She could phrase that as running away, maybe, when telling the story. Uh, yes, it could do. But then, and then why would it? Why would the? Why would Nancy Nable? And then they sort of. Well, covered she, that up to the police when well, they Well, then were... she never contacts them again, does she? Well, that was presumably that's what's going to go on from now on, like so next that, seven years. Would no that contact. not be the thing that the the police and the and you think the parents covered that up so they didn't tell the police? The, the, the parents, Abel and Nancy, didn't say to the police. Well, we had a lot of rows, and she said she was going to run away. She's going to go because if you said that to the police, you said, "Well, she's twenty. She's twenty-one. Yeah, yeah. She was saying she wants to run away to New York." Actually, I think that's where she's gone, but by now we can't find her. Yeah. The police would say, wow, she's 21. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, what I think is, the thing is, I don't really know, I don't really understand what's going on with that. And the phone call just, phone call just struck me as odd. Okay, as I, didn't think, I didn't think that was odd at so all. So you thought it was a, the equivalent of just ringing to say I'm okay. Yeah, okay. I think you have to realise yeah. that most people like really get on warmly with their parents so that even when they fuck off in a bad mood with them and do something, they still feel bad and they think, well, no, shit, no, no, I've I got to I do them. understand that. Okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but she said it in a way which didn't, didn't make it seem like this phone call was going to be... Um, that tricky, you know, like That's you thought true. you thought well, you'd be a bit kind of nervous about making this phone call to your parents when you just run away, wouldn't it? But she seemed she just picked up the phone, dialed the number, kind of thing. And then, but the other thing about it is, why did no one answer? Yeah, no, that's <laughs> the thing. So I was thinking, does he yeah. is Hap? I mean, I yeah. can believe it. That he's so sort of evilly clever. He's got he's a got phone a phone line that, that rings makes a noise and, and yeah. all that. Although it doesn't make sense that she doesn't have a mobile phone in when this would have been. Like so we're, we're, we're presuming like it's set in the present ago? day, so 2000 and, well, any time in the 2000s, she'd have had one, really, wouldn't yeah, she? Yeah, I think so. Like an, yeah. any adult would have done at that point. So... But let's not uh, think about that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, just, you know, blind wouldn't stop using a mobile phone, would it? I'm sure it would no. be an asset. It would be an asset, yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. Anyway. We don't, we don't know about so that. So there's something, yeah. but I could well believe that it's not just, I mean, you could think, oh, she just happened, yeah. you know, nobody answered the phone weirdly, but I think there's some evilness at foot. Maybe. I did like the creepiness of mm. Hap taking her downstairs and it yes. seems all right, sits her yeah. on the bed and it's filmed through the glass and then she can't move yes. the glass all around. You think, oh yeah, she's blind as well. Yeah, like, so you're just seeing it from yeah. almost just her sense of things yeah. going on. It's just always a natural stream down here. But from all the stuff. It's and a then freaky dungeon. <laughs> yes, yeah. But with, um, with houseplants, freaky dungeon with houseplants. I know, it's a bit mysterious. And it's not a dungeon with glass and 
the voices. That's the last. Well, name. the voices of um, what's what's the name? Homer. Homer, yeah. And That's, another one. So there's two. So voices. two voices was there. There's one voice saying, "You're stuck here. You're you know yeah. you're screwed. Don't don't think you're ever getting out of here. This yeah. is your life now, kind of thing." And then there was the the nice comforting voice of Homer. Yes. So anyway, I think so. Just to wrap up, wrap this up. Mm. What the hell is this laboratory? <laughs> God, just you give me your give me okay. your best shot. No. Uh, it's a guy who's found out that when people have near death experiences, they come back with superpower like some things, and he's fascinated. And what I think he does is he keeps killing them because we know about we died you, we died more times oh. you can imagine. Oh, we died more times you can imagine. Oh, and I hadn't then, thought of that. And oh. then bringing them back. Oh my! Oh my God! Yes. And that sends oh. them all a little bit do-lally. Um, we died more times than we can imagine. Yes, that was a line from the first episode, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't want to talk about it anymore. I just want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> that's that. I mean, I hadn't, I hadn't considered that, but having thinking that that's true, that makes me really looking forward to the next episode. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, any more? But sorry, any more to say about it other than that? Might have some medical issues with doing that, but shall I not have that? Because that's just really medical annoying. issues with they're just people killing people, bringing people back with CPR, etc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch the fine film Flatliners. We've already been through this with that. <laughs> oh right. <laughs> okay, I'll just accept that. Um, no, I think I think we should just look forward to the yeah. third episode, however long that may be. Yes, uh, that's another thing that's. Uh, yeah, I enjoyed. Yeah, the I'm fact enjoying that the it, different length episodes. It stopped. Just pwah, stopped, didn't it? And I really liked that. I ending. was I was talking with someone about this uh, yesterday, actually, about the um, I was telling them about about the OA, and mm. um, they hadn't heard of it, which is quite interesting. Um, and, so, and I was saying about the fact of the, each episode not being uh, a regular length, mm. and they were saying, "Oh God, yes, of course." And they're saying because there is one thing, isn't there, when you're watching an hour long episode of a TV series, and when you know that it's only got five minutes left, and so you're kind of primed for the climax or you're primed for the ending of it and that kind of makes you feel, makes you feel differently about well, what's going on. Because you have a natural, you know how long something is. You yes. know how long an hour lasts and an hour feels. So even if you're yes. not looking at the clock, you know yeah. this will end soon. Well, yeah, because that ended, I was really surprised I was surprised when that ended as well, yeah. And um, it was actually, it was, it was about it was 10, minutes, 10 minutes shorter than the first one, I think. Yeah. First one was 70 minutes. No, actually 15 minutes shorter. That was 54 minutes, I think. So it was, I mean, it was roughly an hour, but still... There no, was, even when there's a few minutes different, it just I think makes it's about yeah. different. And yeah. and I think also it meant you didn't, I don't know, no filler again. You don't have to just no. pad this out till we get to the end and yes. then have a commercial break. I mean, you break. imagine how difficult that must be, like when you're writing a TV series and each episode has to be forty-seven and a half minutes <laughs> yes. long. Roughly, like, you give a little bit of leeway, don't you? But not somehow. much. I mean, you just got to fit the ad breaks in, haven't you? Yeah, or, I mean, true. you can you can squeeze it a bit with probably with trailers for other programs and things. But you know, you've got a, a writer and director who've like done this thing and they're like oh, I really kind of need to add a line in here so we're going to take okay, one out somewhere else do. let's yeah. introduce this oh let's have that yeah. wacky character back in so you have a pointless scene for I mean, it, it's supposed to be funny and maybe it isn't as far as tight writing and directing going it makes so much more sense to do it like this doesn't yeah. it yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely. I, I mean I, it's one of the other things that makes me sort of feel that we're in kind of good hands as far as it goes because for someone to think think about that, you know, is is something, isn't it? Like yes. Then, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. It hasn't really been thought yeah. of before. But I suppose it is new with the Netflix options. Yes. Anyway. Anyway. Okay. Um, so winding next, up. Yes. So uh, I hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, 
please do leave us some comments or tell us what you think the hell's going on. Not not if you've watched the rest of the episode. Yeah, don't do we that. We don't want to know if that's going on because we're only watching it. one a week. Yeah. So these will, we will be releasing these one a week because that's how we like to watch them. We can't. I can't. I can't really binge watch things because I find it. I find it could get a bit over emotional with binge watching. I think I can't. I can't cope. <laughs> it's your age. <laughs> yeah, probably my age. Yeah. But yes, if you'd uh, like to discuss it with no spoilers, thank you very much. Um, Leave us some comments on our webpage at uh, ethancrane.com. Just follow the link to uh, the podcast. Crane is C-R-A-N-E.com. Find the Overanalysis podcast. Or you can email us at the Overanalysis podcast at ethancrane.com. Or we actually have a Twitter page as well. No, we haven't actually put the thing on it yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. yeah, I made one the other day. Yeah, yeah. There we go. And otherwise, uh, see you next time. See you. Bye. Bye.